So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Hello there, I'm Kathy Burke and welcome to this very special corner of the podcast sphere where ghosts of episodes past gather and we take a trip down memory lane to bring you our deadliest moments so far. Like the very detailed and very tactile way Dawn French wants her body laid to rest. And the perspex front has two holes with my tits (laughs) coming through. Some critical advice I gave Diane Morgan on how not to wet yourself when you're getting older. Shake. Wait. Shake again. (laughs) (laughs) And Stuart Lee's haunting ideas on how he can stay in his children's lives and nostrils forever. I'm just sitting somewhere and they'll come in and go, ah! and I go, what is it? And I go, you're going, ah! and I'm just like breathing. Watching TV it's a place of eternal laughter. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I cracked another fucking rib. Here, chuck it on this pile of bones, would you? Welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a way. Joining me today is the quite marvellous Jamie Dimitro. Jamie Dimitriou. That's so, what a lovely way to be introduced. Has anyone ever done a jingle for you on this? No, they haven't. <laughs> I, well, they've never played me that before, Jamie. Well, it was a setup in the foyer, and I just went, I just went, whatever you've got, I'm into it. Oh, thank you, babe. So, Jamie, when was the last time that you laughed so much that you thought you were going to fucking die? Um, God, I mean, off the top of my head, I was working. I mean, this is just mad. Sometimes just sort of perfectly formed stories just appear in front of you. I was working on a film recently and it had some amazing people who I really admire in it, quite famous people. And I was sort of like riveted by every anecdote they were telling or whatever. We were about to start doing a scene. We were all going to be sat around this big table. And to my right is said, like, Comedy legend. I find out we're going to be sat around this table for eight days. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to be getting so many amazing stories coming from my right. And on my left was a dancer from the film. And like this guy on my right, we'd sort of bonded over the past few weeks kind of thing. And I didn't know this guy to my left. I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to have my back to him the whole time because I'm just listening to these stories. Oh, and yes. I want him to be able to get in on it. So I'm like, I'm going to make a point of, so it doesn't become awkward on the first day, I'm going to open up my body language, introduce everyone so that we're all part <laughs> of the same kind of chat. I've done that, you regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually I couldn't have regretted this less with what happened. <laughs> so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, what's going to be my opening gambit? I'm not, I can't just be like, this is this, is it? Hello, nice to meet you all. So I sat down and everyone was talking about how they had prawns for lunch. All right. I was like, you had the prawns. You had the prawns. Oh my God, everyone had the prawns. And I just turned to the guy to my left. I was like, this is perfect. I just went, prawns? And he looked at me like he'd seen a ghost. I was so confused. He looked at me and he went, yeah, how the fuck did you, how the fuck did you know? I was like, know what? It's like, just how did you know? I was like, 
well, there's three options for lunch and everyone seems to have had the prawns. So it's not rocket science. You know, it's just like a guess, I suppose. And he went, why are you talking about lunch? I was like, what? You're talking about lunch too? He went, what? And I said, sorry, what did you have for lunch? And he went, the beef. Went, well, sorry, what, right, went, why? So, okay, so why when I said <laughs> why when I said prawns did you look at me like you're about to cry yeah. and say how did you know and he said because my nickname's prawns <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant. Why is he called Bronx? Oh, that's brilliant. I think. Oh, I love that. But also, why is the one time in my life I've chosen to ask someone what they had for lunch by just saying the word? Just go, prawns? I've never turned to someone and go, roast chicken sandwich? <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> That's my nickname. Yeah. By the way, I, I like jumped in the air with excitement at how amazing an anecdote I now had in my back pocket. He wasn't on fire. He didn't think it was that interesting at all. He's like, cheers. Oh, gosh. I love that. God, I, I nearly died then <laughs> laughing at that. I never expected you to say that. That's my nickname. <laughs> So fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, that's grey. Dawn French. What do you want? Okay, well, you know me, I'm humble. I'm low key. I'd like a see through hearse. Uh, <laughs> but like a sort of Barbie hearse, but black. Okay. You know, with glass all the way around. Yeah. I definitely want the horses with the plumes. Okay. I want RuPaul in a top hat. Oh, yeah. If I maybe allowed that. Walking ahead. I'd quite like, you know, this is all low-key, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a, a sort of a wake behind of previous lovers and concubines. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can have male concubines, but that's what I'd like. Because back in the old days, mm. apparently, your concubines and previous lovers, if they, if they still uh existed, would have to throw themselves into the fires of your, your funeral pyre. Oh, right. Because uh, they'd be strangled and thrown onto the fire because their lives wouldn't be worth living anymore. Without you. Without me. And that's what I'd like, if that's okay. Oh, nice. So previous lovers, you may know some of them, yes. should be thrown on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, and, and any concubines that I've got at the time. And obviously I'd have to leave that in a secret letter because I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be knowing about my special concubines. Who are, who are just sexual servants, aren't okay. they? Really? Yeah. And obviously I've got a few of those. <laughs> so I'd quite like that. I'd, I'd like... Um, I don't want any of this humanist stuff. Oh, I don't, do you not? No, no. I don't. I, you know, it's a bit prickly Fuck pear. humans. <laughs> no, you know, you know, n sort of natural burial site, mm. but, uh, nice leafy meadow. Yeah. But Jennifer and I did a prickly pear farm sketch about this, yeah, about okay. the two characters who've had to 
a diversifuck into <laughs> using their land for anything. So now they're having a human burial ground. Oh, um, and, you know, my thoughts about that are that the people who do it, excuse me if you're listening and you do it well, but that they might bury people on top of each other and not do it deeply enough. Your gases right. from your body would come out and be bubbling up. Yeah. Um, I don't want squelchy, I don't want my mourners yeah. walking over squelchy ground. Uh, with dead people very close to, yeah. you know, their th- but underfoot. But it's better for the environment, though. I don't it's... give a shit about the environment. You know? No, I'm dead. <laughs> um, you know, I'm dead. And I, I know, I know how I'm going to be preserved, but maybe, you know, that's for the next question. I, I know exactly how that's going to be. But at the funeral, I'd like a, I'd like a New Orleans jazz yeah. thing. Again, like I say, low-key. Low-key. <laughs> low-key. RuPaul. RuPaul. Some brownies, maybe, on recorders. Brownies you know, brownies. Or... Brownies. Not brownies the cake. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking No, of. brownies like scouts and brownies. Oh, those little I'd love arseholes. a load of them with their, little, with their little neckerchiefs on, oh, on their recorders. Oh, I'd love that. No, I want it on a little group of children dressed up as brownies. Well, I won't be there. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no, you will be there because everyone else will be dressed in black. Oh, okay. You want that? And oh. what are you dressed up? Uh, in? If your coffin is see-through. Yeah. So what are you giving us? Well, well, no, the hearse is see-through. The oh, hearse. I th- oh, I thought the coffin. No, no, was no. See-through. Wait, wait. I've got ideas about the coffin, but the the hearse is see through, okay. like a lovely big Barbie. Oh, I know what you mean. Thing. Yeah, right, okay. like pulled Katie by Price. horses. Katie like Katie Price, only black. Right, only black. No, uh, the coffin is a different thing altogether. That right. will be solid gold, obviously. Oh, right. um, like a sarcophagus, <laughs> but with a. I'm thinking with a perspex top. Yeah. Right, so you can see through. Okay. Okay, because, Cathy, mm. <laughs> what I'd really like, if you'll grant me this, is I'd like to be preserved. I'd like to be embalmed. Right. Properly, with full makeup, with yes. lashes. Yeah. Right, in possibly in a vicar outfit. Oh. With a surplus, you know, the full vestments. Yes. With a cheeky little stole with hearts on it kind of thing, you know, jokey. Uh-huh. Um, and I'd like, I'd like the whole coffin to be raised up, upright, yeah. Um, on the Tamar Bridge oh. as you enter Cornwall <laughs> with you are now entering Cornwall written underneath so it's got a perspex front yes. so you can see me so yeah. I'm, in, I'm looking good because yeah. I've been made up I'm smiling yeah. I'll, be, I'll be putting a kind of rictus grimace <laughs> right I'm in the, I'm in the dog collar yeah and the perspex front has two holes with my tits <laughs> coming through. And if, if you want to, you can rub them for luck. <laughs> As you enter Cornwall. Diane Morgan. Okay, I've just yeah. burped again. I don't know what's going yeah. on with me today. <laughs> Are you hearing these Very burps, Goddess? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, great, they're not coming through. They're not coming through. <laughs> I, yeah, I should just stop announcing them, basically, yeah. <laughs> and nobody would know. I mean, I am one for telling people I've farted. Are you? Yeah. Even if there's been no noise. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just sort of apologise. I'm so sorry, I farted. And it was like, I didn't even know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's bodily outpourings are... Uh, <laughs> Bodily outpourings. Yeah, especially as you get older, it's they're a bit harder to control. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got this thing this now. This is not where, like I expected. Oh, go well, on. I've got this thing. It's just a little tip for yeah. when you get old, because yeah, I'm looking on. 60. No way! Yeah, mate. So you know when uh, you go for a wee-wee as a lady yes. 
And then we always wipe yes. with a bit of loo roll. Yes. When you get to my age, do your wee wee. Mm. Wipe. <laughs> Wait. There might be more. And then wipe again. <laughs> That's great advice. Honest to goodness. Yeah. Wait. How long do you wait? Oh. Half an hour? <laughs> 30 seconds? Or? Yeah, about 30 seconds. Really? Oh, yeah, because like it will take wait. you by surprise. Wait. You've pulled everything up. Wait. Wait, wait for it. Wait. And wipe. And see, because when I was a little girl, everyone used to say that old people smelt of wee. Oh, and this is why? Because they didn't wipe twice. So I do think it's my duty yeah. to tell the nation. Yeah, good for you. You just got to, you know. Yeah, wait and wipe. Wait and then wipe again. I think the same goes for men because, well, well, uh, shake. They shake, didn't they? So wait they shake, shake, pop it in, zip up. But shake. <laughs> 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 Shake, wait, shake again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Tim Key. I remember years ago, so Harry Enfield was at some uh, luncheon oh. for sort of posh people. Lovely. And do you remember the two fat ladies, the cooks? Yeah. And one of them, the lady with the glass, was very posh. And um, uh, and Ian Hislop was there. And she turned to Harry Enfield, well, who's he across the table? And Harry said, that's Ian Hislop. She went, oh, isn't he lovely? It's like a little pixie. Wow. <laughs> You're a mimic. That was a very good impression. uh, Listen, babe, it's another one of my hidden talents. It really is. That I will pull out of the woodwork when I need a shekel. Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of the the really talented people, they can sort of do impressions as well, can't they? You find. But you're very talented. Can Uh, you do impressions? No. But then that's that theory out the fucking window. Yeah, maybe that is. Because you're very, very talented. Oh, God, can we cut the theory out? I'd, I'd hate for people to think that that's my theory now. No, we're going to keep it oh, in. You're, don't keep my theory you're in. You're as thick as shit, <laughs> and we are going to keep that in. So, come By the way, look. you're not exactly Michael Parkinson, are you? That's, he would never say <laughs> no, that. I could do Michael Parkinson as well. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Go on, then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a poem, Mr. Key, oh, please. Yeah. As we got you here, let's uh, okay. get our money's worth. Okay. This one's called The Rules of War. Lee snuck off to get a crepe and some beer. When he came back to the trench, his major gave him a right ticking off, including killing him with his revolver. About death? Wow. I'll do another one about death. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, okay. A leg floated by. Yeah. Repulsed, Helen spewed into the lagoon. I kept on steering towards the caves and cursing Lun Polly under my breath. And cursing who under Lun Polly. Who's yeah, that? Travel agency. <laughs> Uh, one more about this is about impending death. Chris jumped out of the plane, yeah. but he'd forgotten to do checks. His chute wasn't on his back. He texted the pilot, throw down my chute, but it was a different pilot that day. When he got the text, Des texted back immediately explaining this. <laughs> Perfect. They're my death poems. They are beautiful. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. Short break. Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Cathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh, well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. 
I don't want to get another one. Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I get it, goddess. What's up, then? I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime. Oh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up. No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. No, all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Is there anything you wouldn't want anybody to find? Is there something you've got to get rid of before you pop off? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not that... um... I don't really have like I think you know what I do, Kath? I do a lottery. Oh yes. And so any money I had, any scripts or anything, you know, I've got things like that that I'd probably go, oh, you know, someone could have that or whatever. Mm. I'd do a lot or I'd I'd do like a, a ball, you know, like so all my family and friends, so no one could get wound <laughs> up. <laughs> so it's a sort of potluck thing. Potluck, yeah. And they'd all they'd all have to pay and then all the money they So paid, nobody's upset that they haven't got your old manky mascara and somebody no, else's. They're the gift bags and the other stuff would be proper like if I had a bit of cash or if I had a bit of my laptop or my phone and all that sort of gear, the telly and you know, car, whatever I had going on, I would do all my friends and family would be allowed to pay a tenner. Yes. And all that money would go to charity. Yes. And then they'd get what they got. And if they won it, they got it, and if they didn't, that's it. No one could have the ump, and I've got no admin to do. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. All sorted. Big night. Roll up, roll up. <laughs> We're going for the car. We're going for the car. <laughs> if only. You ain't got a car, have you? <laughs> All you got is some dirty old niggers and a monkey's mascara. <laughs> but you know what's good is that you're, you're not ashamed of anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a rarity. Gabby, you can't say that. You can't, you can't say that. You what? Good. You're... <laughs> you know what's good? You're not ashamed of me. You are ashamed of me. I know, I think that's a great, that's a great quality to have, is it? <laughs> and 
Oliver. The big day's arrived. Yes. Everyone's here except you, of course. Who's greeting you at the pearly gates? My brother. Oh, bless. Yeah. Because it's been so long since I've seen him. Ah. Oh. And I miss his face and his stupid shit and he could tell me stupid jokes and we'd have a laugh because we used to have a laugh. We used to try and kill each other all the time, obviously, he was my yeah. brother. I was going to say something, I'm not really going to go into it. <laughs> but you know that Harry thing? I mean, and I'm not even, I don't give a shit about the royal family. Any oh, of them yes, at okay. All. But you know, he's talking about that fight he had with Will. And he's oh, like, yes. And he pushed me. I'm like, oh, shut up. Everybody <laughs> does that. I mean, you, you, me and my brother used to try to kill each other on a reg. Likewise, yeah, all yeah. All the time. Oh, My yeah. cousin tied her brother to a chair and pushed him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody. I knew somebody. I think, uh, who was it that did this? John Moore, Jonathan Moore. Do you remember him? Playwright. Oh, quite quite uh, yes. out there, playwright yes. and stuff. And um, I'm sure it was him that told me this story. Um that either they did his brothers, or I, I might have got this wrong, but anyway, fuck it, it's a great story. His brother, or or he did it to his brother. They would put sellotape <laughs> round their head, and then with the and, and sellotape, and then sort of double it. So then the sticky bit was also this is on top <laughs> on the of the outside. hair, and then they would put bread on the sellotape. <laughs> Time to a tree and watch the pigeons. <laughs> Pecking the bread. Evil. I mean, that's evil. a plan. I that like, was, that I was like those kids. Out. I like those kids. That's proper that's proper childhood. Those are proper children. You can't do things. Kids aren't allowed to do evil stuff like that anymore because everybody's all Oh, they've been put in the jail. Stuart Lee. So in terms of who I would haunt. There's not anyone. I, I, I mean, it might, it, might, it might be amusing to haunt my children because at the moment the thing that they hate about me is they hate um, me coughing, burps, <laughs> farts, yeah. smells. And I would like to um, haunt them in the form of smells and farts and burps and things. And they and would definitely know it's you. And breathing. I mean, they, hate my, they hate my breathing at the moment. Yes. So I think that would be quite cute for them. That not would be like ne- not menacing, but just they'd go. Oh, have you left something? There's a dog shatney or something. They go. <laughs> so I think that would get them back as well because I can't stand it. I'm just sitting somewhere and they'll come in and go. Ah! And I go. What is it? And they go. You're going. Ah! And I'm just like breathing, watching TV or something. And they go. Have you eaten some sausages? Oh. Ah! So I'd like to. Create the smells of half-digested meat and fuck. So, yeah, I'd like to hang around. I'd like to hang around literally like the proverbial bad smell. And I will appear in that form when they're distraught to comfort them. And they'll know that with I'm with them. They'll know that I'm with them. A bit of old skinless Richmond sausages wafting out of your arsehole. Yeah, that's right. They'll yeah. go, oh, Dad's here, that's good. Yeah, he's watching over us in his own way. Beautiful. Bimini. So, a bit of the old reincarnation. Animal, vegetable or mineral. What would you like to come back as? I want to come back as a cucumber. As a cucumber? Yeah. This is nice. I think you're the first vegetable we've had. Oh, lovely. I think so. Oh, that means a lot. (laughs) So why why do you want to come back as a cucumber? Because they're always hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're like what ninety eight. I don't know. I'm not 
making a statistic up, but there's a high percentage of them that are water. Yeah. And we are as well. We're a high percentage of water. So how close are we now naturally to a cucumber? Oh, that's very true. Mm. And also they've got quite a tough skin. Got tough skin, but they're soft in the middle. Yes. And that's what I've learned. I've had to be over the years. Oh, darling. <laughs> you are just a little cutie cucumber. <laughs> little cutie cucumber. And it's, it's yeah, it's um, it's vegan. Yes. So um, it's not going to piss anyone off that is vegan. Mm. Um, and you, it's, it's got many benefits. It's got many uses. Okay. It's edible. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever tried it with peanut butter, but it tastes nice with a bit of peanut butter. Oh, hello. Um, and also you can put it on your eyes. Put it on your what? Eyes. Oh, your eyes. Yeah, once it's been in a cold fridge, you put it on your eyes for depuffing. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. You see old films, Hollywood films, and you'd see the ladies in the morning, someone like Jean Harlow. Yeah. Putting cucumbers on the old yeah. eyes. And also, for certain type of person, it's a certain type of shape. So, you know. <laughs> oh. Oh, Okay. So I'm getting a little bit of fruity. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Jamali Maddox. While you're at the funeral, there's a eulogy. Yeah. So who have you got? I've got my boy Elliot Steele. Okay, so tell me about Elliot Steele. Elliot Steele is a comedian mm. friend of mine. I met Elliot mm. and he was young. He was like maybe 16, 17 and uh, or maybe 18 he had just turned no he had just turned 18 mm. and he was a fucking mess yeah he was a mess i remember i saw him in his uh, bar and he was with this weird goth girl and he was just like he was just, just he was a mess and he was drunk and everyone people were telling me about him people were like yo you gotta meet this guy you'd love him you gotta meet him and i met him and i was like but this guy's fucking hilarious he's just such a such a mess but he was he's a great funny guy and uh and so he would do your eulogy? Yeah. The reason I picked him for a eulogy as well, I think he will give me one of the most honest eulogies. Okay. But I think I don't like... I, do you know what? One of the things I don't like is mm. when I... And I know this is still comical, but if I die and I, and people are up there saying things about me that ain't true... Yes. Don't tell people I was always on time. No, no. Don't be telling people <laughs> that... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's why? Don't tell him I was a I was the greatest guy who ever lived. I'm not. Yeah, I was yeah. a flawed human being, and I think that's fine to acknowledge. Absolutely. Don't slag me off. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Well, but like, be be honest about what I was, and 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 you know. I think that's very very important. Um, I lost um my mum. I was I was a baby when my mum died. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I grew up, and part of it was adults trying to make sure I'd be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I grew up not hearing a bad word about yeah, my mother. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like she was an angel. Yeah. And I and and so I had a lot to live up to, you mm -hmm. know. And um, I can't tell you. I mean, it was weren't until I was in my twenties. I remember my lovely godmum, my auntie Nelly, and she was talking about my mum. And she said, oh, geez, I remember that time and, oh, your mother went mad and she was swearing like a banshee and all this. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mum swore. Yeah. My mum was outrageous oh, and, yeah. oh, God, yeah. And and it was just, not only was it lovely to hear, yeah. it was like a fucking relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so this is where I've got my personality from. Yeah, yeah. It's from my mother. Yeah, and she was a person. Exactly. Because uh, I think as well, it's like when you, if, sometimes... Like, I've heard it mm. from people where they've described someone who I never met because they passed before I was born or passed when I was too young, and they sort of described this person. And I go, yeah, it sounds like a shit pint. 
Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a shit pint. I don't yeah, want to fucking yeah. hang out with that person. Yeah, but if, yeah. you, if you actually told me what they were like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a, you know, he was a lovely guy. But when he had a couple beers, oh, he liked to punch up. I'm like, oh, no, I want to hang yeah, out with that now guy. now we like him. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he sounds like a normal human being or he sounds like a, a complex, you know, person where... Yeah. You know, it's just these people, they sort of, yeah. So I don't want to be described as just lies and I was, uh, you know, this and that. I mean, say my good parts, but, you know, also, you know, I think it's, I think there's something funny as well is acknowledging my bad parts too. Mm. I think there's something funny about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, do you remember when fucking Jamali did that thing that he always does? Yeah. But, you know what I mean? No, I think there's something fun about that. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's hear what Elliot had to say. Yeah. Um. The death of Jamali has brought sorrow to the fans of terrible comedy, television <laughs> and hat wearers. His ambiguous ethnicity made it hard to bury him in a culturally sensitive manner. But as he was from Ilford, we decided to go with the traditional East London burial of leaving him in someone else's skip. Losing Jamali isn't exactly a great loss. It's more of an inconvenient loss, like losing a set of keys causing chaos to panel show producers as they wonder where will they find another comedian that overwears Carhartt and acts like they don't want to be there. <laughs> but the death of Jamali also brings new life. So as we say goodbye to Jamali, let's all say hello to Guz Khan as he's about to get a lot busier. R.I.P. Jamali. What a piece of shit. Oh, he's a piece oh, of shit. That is, I'm, I'm, that is fucking great. Yeah. That Elliot. is uh, Elliot's a funny bastard. Yeah, and that, that's that. That's what I would like. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying though? Because he was sort of saying that you know him saying that would be more honest to our relationship. Yes. Than if he would have done a eulogy about how I'm a fucking uh, shoulder to cry on and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, that was we, funny though. I fucking know Elliot's a bastard. I'm gonna text him after. Yeah. That yeah. Tell. Tell. He made me cry with laughter. Then. <laughs> That, that was My beautiful. My man said Gus Khan's going to get more, a lot more busy. He's a bastard. As panel show producers struggle to find someone who doesn't want to be there. Losing him is like losing a set of okay, keys. The mild inconvenience of losing a set. That is fucking funny, man. That's brilliant. That is hilarious. Oh, lovely. New drugs have come out. We could live to be hundreds of years old. But why would you want to? I'd like to see how it ends. Yeah, I sort of feel I've seen the end. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I sort of feel, yeah, I had quite, I had quite, quite a strange daytime dream. You know, daytime dreams. Oh, uh, yeah. They're full on, aren't they? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know why I don't. I mean, I really like Sarah Millican. But we're not close. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> but we're not close mates. But anyway, in my dream, it was me and Sarah Millican, and we were sat somewhere. We were sat, and um, it was, um, we must have been on holiday. So it was a really nice table with an umbrella, and the sun was shining. And then this wind came, like a sort of from, from the depths like a tornado type thing. And we started to shake and rumble and the wind started to take us up. And I said to Sarah Milligan, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And and then the whole world was destroyed. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told Sarah this story, but it really stayed with me because I thought, oh, that's, that's how it's going to happen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. After this short break.
I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> and we agree on some things, but not on everything. Hi. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters? And why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. What I really like is the idea of a funeral being like the end of the morning, as mm. in, okay, I'm glad she's gone. That's what I'd like to do. I'd like to irritate everyone to the point where they're like, oh, for God's sake, Sarah, just be dead. <laughs> Stop bothering us. So I'd like it to be a really frustrating, annoying funeral where people really don't enjoy it. I wanted to be themed. Like at university, we were really into like a cradle to the grave. I remember reading, I don't know if it was a play or a play that someone at university wrote, but it was like, you know, a woman astride a grave, giving birth directly into it. You know, <laughs> you're born so you can die. So I'd love that to be the theme of the funeral. But so it's like a nursery school and everyone's treated like little children. Yes. And maybe there's like Play Doh and you have to sing nursery rhymes. And I'd love the idea because this happened once, I think it was at my 40th birthday. My friend Vanessa, is very creative. She said, let's all go round and say something we like about Sarah. Oh, fuck. Well, she's known me for 20 years, yeah. but there were other people at the party that I know from comedy who I've like, gigged with twice, yeah. <laughs> and they had to go round. And it was just so painful, and I'd love that to happen at my funeral. <laughs> imagine, like, you're just in pews or whatever, and you have to stand up and be like, okay, I, I liked her hair. <laughs> she, was, she once learned me to him pounds. <laughs> like, and then by the time you think, what can I say? Everything's been done, yeah. So, and people would be like, oh, come on. They'd be annoyed with me. And I'd like, I'd like, I would like that energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Adam K. Right. Let's say you're buried at home in the garden. Yeah. Lovely mausoleum. Lovely mausoleum. So what's, what's written on the gravestone or on the side of the tomb or what, what words? I, I just sort of probably just keep it classic. Name, Adam Richard K., uh, years, 1980 to 2023, and just a sort of a, just a plain description, a sort of the world's greatest writer. I don't know, just yes. like a sort of... <laughs> sort of matter-of-fact description of my achievements. Loved by... Uh, missed by all. Yes. <laughs> just, you know. And it would have... I mean, if it's going to be a nice tomb, you know, mausoleum, you, you do want it quite fancily written, don't you? Oh, nice yeah. Needs, uh, needs, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, one, one of the... I want it to be a good year or two's work for the stonemasons. Yes. And yes. maybe some kind of effigy of my face at the top. Nice. 
There's the weird thing, isn't it, where they have to leave a space for the other half. Oh, yes. It's always been a bit weird when I've been to funerals and, you know, and there's a space for someone who's stood there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you> gotta... <laughs> it's a sad enough day as it is without that wearing in your mind. And now, have you and James done that then? Because you've done your wills. So have you done this sort of shared plot thing as well? Uh, I, imagine, I think we're both reserved a, a spot in the garden. I think we'll probably, I mean... Maybe if it's got to the point that we're in separate rooms by that point, we'll want separate places for all of eternity. But at the moment, we're still on reasonable enough terms that we're we're prepared to <laughs> prepared to share a duvet. So I think we can. I think I think we can be in the we're in the same hole in the ground. I think that would be quite funny, actually, if, if, when it comes to it. In, in many, 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 many years' time, that you're at one end of the garden and he's at the other. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you you just thought no. By the I'm not time having an entire eternity of him complain I still haven't done those shelves yeah <laughs> so we could do this thing now but I have the power to let you know right when you're gonna peg it when it's gonna happen do you want to know no do you not what in real life well no not in real life in our fantasy oh. um, I can I can let you know <laughs> This is getting a bit too close. All right, kind of, kind of. You are going to peg it on the 26th of June, 2071. Okay. So that sounds nice and far That's away far for away. you, doesn't it? That's very far away. And do you know why this is a significant date, the 26th of June? No. It's the fi- It will be the 50th anniversary of Matt Hancock's resignation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're you're always going to be together, yeah, you and Mr. Hancock, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's no escaping. He'd I bet, love that. I bet next Gogglebox they ask you and him to sit oh, on the no, sofa oh, God, together. No. Oh, God, no. I like him, but it was so funny. When we were in the, um, in the jungle together, so every morning... Every morning, he'd come and sit right next to me, first thing in the morning. Oh, darling. And I told him, mm. give me an hour yeah, yeah, to just wake up and relax and be around people. Because him and Chris Malls are very, like, close people. They like to be close to people. Oh, like, okay. Chris Malls likes to give hugs. Yes. All the time. Yeah, yeah. And I told him off one day, I said, stop hugging me, bruv. Okay. <laughs> first thing in the morning and last thing at night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hug me, don't touch me. <laughs> like during the day, yeah. you get as much hugs as you want. Yeah. In the morning, at night, yeah. don't touch me. Okay. And he was just like, oh, Papa's not a hugger. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're damn right. Because you, he loves too many hugs. Right. Every minute, he's just like, come here. You it's know like, what that me, is, I think? It's because he lost all that fat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and he's cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking cold. He looks great, though. I, I thought he was terrific. Yeah, he was. I thought everyone was terrific, really, apart from Matt Hancock, because he's a Tory fucking bastard. <laughs> anyway, enough about him, a little, <laughs> little shitbag. Oh, you should have him on the show, man. Ah, see. <laughs> Not getting any fucking Tories walking through this door into my dark den. Not unless, you know, they, they really have pegged it. That would be the first episode you take seriously, like, you know what I mean? It's not a joke. It's not a joke. So, Mr. Hancock, you're dead. Good. Fuck off. (laughs) All right, listener, a quick note, especially for you. If you've been listening to these and enjoying them, 
why not give us a little review or even hit the subscribe button? We've got some lovely bonus episodes too, where I sit down and talk shit with my goddesses. That's, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, know. poor old Aunt Jackie. I mean... Yeah, although it sounds like she was a bit of a... I know, but even a cunt a doesn't deserve to shit themselves. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> and we do have a laugh. We've also got the amazing natural undertaker, Rue Callender. So, let's get back to the episode, shall we? Well, that was rather wonderful. Thank you to our magnificent guests, whom we have more of from Tuesday the 16th of May. So don't fuck about, set an alarm and get stuck in. You know what they say, the black crow catches the worm. And in the meantime, keep your fantastic funeral stories coming in by emailing death at somethingelse.com. No G in something. I go through them with my producer goddesses on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under. And there's some seriously good stuff over there you don't want to miss. Head to wheredoesawillthereswait.com for more details on how to subscribe. Well, that's it for now, lovely listeners. I'm on a well-earned break. So see ya, wouldn't want to fucking be ya. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My producer goddess for this episode is Charlie Morell. Sound engineering by J. Bill. Production coordinator is Archan Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>